I wanna be a billionaire. I ain't getting no sleep till I see a million every week. I wanna be a billionaire. I ain't getting no sleep till I see a billy every week. I wanna be a billionaire. Billionaire. I wanna be a billionaire. Ladies and gentlemen, how you doing? Welcome to another episode of Sleep is for Billionaires, the podcast. I am your host, Johnny Vegas. Now today, I got a very, very, very special guest on my show. Ladies and gentlemen, you are in for a treat. This woman is not only an actress on Orange is the New Black, the final season, not only on the up-and-coming season of The Purge, she's also from New York, like me, and una dominicana, just like your boy, ladies and gentlemen, Marianne Lee Tejada. Hi. How you doing, love? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming through. I know it's been a while we was, you know, trying to get it right, but we finally got the schedule, you know, it's on God's time. That's it. That's it. Oh my God. That, we can like close this out and that's who he just said everything. Yeah, exactly. That, yeah. <laughs> that encompasses whatever we may talk about. Yeah. So how you doing today? I'm doing good. Good to Running hear that. Running around a little bit, but yeah. good. Yeah. yeah. You had an audition today. It went well, Yeah, right? you know, then self-tapes and things like that. You got to get them done. Ooh, yeah, yeah, man. A lot of people don't know this process when they just want to be an actor. They see it from the outside looking in, but they don't know you really got to do the work. You really got to do the yeah. And it's, it's, you know, there's different parts to that, too. Mm-hmm. But, um, I'm sure we'll get to that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I definitely want to uh, start from the beginning. You know, um, you know, people already know you're from New York. Well, where exactly in New York are you from? Well, I was born in New York. Okay. But I grew up in the DR. So oh. I actually grew up in the Dominican Republic. Mm-hmm. Um, I was in the Heights. Like, my family, you know. Was, ah, Washington my Heights. Was in the Heights. Yeah. yeah. When, uh, when I she was I was just there younger. last week. No way. Mm-hmm. How is it? It was still Dominican island. It's yeah. like DR. Oh my god, I miss the food so much. Yeah. I really do. Mm-hmm. We need to bring some Dominican food to LA. That's how we need to do it. I know. All they need is a uh, sassy chong, but they don't sell it. Right oh yet. my god, that's hilarious. Yeah. I, I think I have a business idea. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. okay. But continue. Continue. I didn't <laughs> anyway. Um, so I actually grew up in the DR. So New York was like my second home because I would always travel to it, but I never lived in New York. Until I was 18 for okay. the first time. I did live in Cincinnati, Ohio when I was 10 for a year. Because my mom, this is my mom's strategy. Like, oh. it's all my mom's, you know, master uh, mind plan. Mm-hmm. Um, she, we were born in the U.S., but we, because we grew up in the DR, we didn't speak English. Mm. So, she had the idea of bringing all the kids, I'm the youngest of five, to oh. the U.S. at some point. To go to school so that we could, you know, pick up the language. And when you're like 10 years old, like I was when I went to Cincinnati, Mm -hmm. um, I picked it up right away. And then I went back home. I finished high school. And then when I got done with high school, I knew that I wanted to go to college in the U.S. Mm. So I went back to Cincinnati area, which it was actually on the Kentucky side. Florence, Kentucky. Okay, I'm familiar. Not familiar. My girl's actually from there. We was just there last week also. We went there first, then New York. Cincinnati? Mm-hmm. We went to Cincinnati first and New York. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was there for a little bit. And uh, I actually took my first theater class while I was doing my basics for architecture. Mm. And I always knew I wanted to be an actor, but that was never something that was encouraged because it's not a career back home, you know? Yeah. People, it's it's starting, there's an industry now and there's movies being done in theater, but at that time, it's not, I didn't know anyone who was an actor close to me, so... I didn't know it was a possibility. Right. Um, So when I came to the U.S., graduated high school, that's when I started to see the possibility. But I still wanted...
wanted to do something that would please my parents and just like something that was safe and secure. Right, right, right. But but it doesn't matter what you do, you have to put in hard work. You That's know? a fact. Um, and then that bug was like in me since that moment and then the possibility of doing it. And then I remember I moved to New York when I was 18 for the first time because mm. I had some modeling opportunities actually. Okay. And that sort of was the way in for me, uh, to the industry. Through modeling. Yeah. Through okay. modeling. Um, I ended up going back to DR for a summer. Okay. And that ended up being like three years. Wow. Yeah, because um, I started getting like TV and then film offers for out work there. and things like that out there. So oh. that's where I got my first practice. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, okay, this is what I want to do for real. So I'm going to go to acting school. I'm going to pack my bags, go to New York. And my parents were like, no. I mean, they yeah. were like, no, but they were like, what are you doing with your life? So that's you know? where you got your debut was in DR because there was a film I saw in your bio. Yeah. That was the one in DR? That was, that was the one. What was it my called? My first film. Who's the boss? Who's the in boss? In Spanish is Quien Manda. That was, that was the name of the movie. Mm. Um, and that was my first time on a screen and like my first time like professionally like getting paid to act and things like that. How did it feel? Like just being <sighs> on set and... Dude, it just felt like, it, like I was home. Mm. It's so weird. I think I didn't know sort of the bigness and, and the hard work you had to put behind it at that point. Right. Uh, I was seeing it around me, but I just was so happy to get to do what I always wanted to do since I was a kid. And, mm -hmm. and you know, a, a, set, a film set is just, it's a, it's a team of people who are rooting for you. So it just feels, it just feels like home right. in a way. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, so then I went to New York and I did a, an acting conservatory for two years. Uh, okay. They train you in theater mostly. And then I fell in love with the theater, which is one of my greatest loves uh, mm. creatively at this moment. That's what's up, man. Yeah. I, didn't, I never stepped into theater. I mean, I performed on stage as a musician, but mm -hmm. never... As an actor, so I still haven't stepped in there. I'm more like TV and film, yeah. but uh, I'm glad you 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 took that leap of faith and doing your thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so. and it, that's a good way to phrase it because it is a leap mm -hmm. of faith. Like mm -hmm. you don't know the outcome of what it you know will be, but you just trust that whatever's in your heart will carry you through and mm -hmm. and i feel like god honors that when uh sorry okay so rude of me it's all right um and i feel like god honors that when oh and now i'm just dropping my glasses mm -hmm. this life people it's so right. yeah acting, look, acting like <laughs> you really want to do this improv <laughs> um so i feel like when you take those decisions those big decisions in life that are not so easy easy uh for you to take sometimes mm -hmm. god honors that and then you know the universe conspires too but it does take a lot of work you know um right i i had this idea that when i went to acting school by the time i graduated i was going to have an agent and like everything was going to be perfect i was going to be discovered or something and that was not the case i had to knock on a lot of doors and what's I the best to... way to make god laugh the best way to make a god, god laugh uh, tell me your plan oh tell me your plan that's good that's good yep <laughs> Man, that's good. But it's uh, just the the more that you have to work for it, the 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 more experience you'll be when you get to have the opportunities that you want. Mm -hmm. And and it, it takes that much value when you have to work for it. That's that's for sure. Absolutely. And you appreciate it more once you get there. You know, yeah. you know the work you put in and now you know your worth at that point because you know the sacrifices you made, the struggles you've been through and the success you've achieved along the way, whether small or big. Yeah. You know, yeah. so that's what's up. So um so now that you've, you know, have achieved some success, you know, how do you uh, 
parents feel now, you know, because they wanted you to do the, you know, get the backup plan, go to school. I had the same talk with my mother. <laughs> She's still like, hey, yo, you should go get a financing course. I'm like, man, I'm good. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, but how do they feel about your success now? Uh, I mean, even before I got my first professional gigs in the U.S., they, they'd already, just to see me work hard while I was in school and, like, I was going to school, but I, you know, I, I had to work to pay rent in New York because mm. we all know it's pricey. Um, so just them seeing how really determined I was about mm -hmm. it, that they just became my biggest fans. And they've, they've always been there uh, since I made the decision. So mm. I guess they just didn't want me to do something um, reckless with my life. But then they saw that this is really what I want to do. And they understood it and, and they, they can see it, you know, and, and even if this is, cause I feel like this is my career is just beginning now. Mm -hmm. Um, they, when I, whenever I feel down and whenever I'm like, dude, this is like, Stressful. cause you go Sorry. through different phases, you know, like you, you, once you have representation and you start working, then there's other things mm -hmm. and they're the ones that keep me grounded and keep me like, you know, sane, focused. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then like with the eyes on the prize. Right. Really. As yeah. you should. Yeah, man. You got to focus on the ultimate goal. I mean, you already did the hard part. You you came to L.A. You took the leap of faith. That's like the hardest part. That was the scariest thing to me. You know, yeah. I, I've been, I moved to Tampa in 2002. When the Twin Towers fell, I moved to Tampa, Florida. And ever since I got to Tampa, I was like, yo, I got to make it to California. It didn't take until year 12 that I got the chance to come to California. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Because it was like. I had to build a life for myself. I had to work um, sales jobs for 10 years. You know, yeah. I had to do construction for a few years and stack up some money, this, that, and the third. And then finally decide, all right, this is what I'm going to do. And this is what I'm going to be when I get out there. And then yeah. took that leap of faith. So you taking this leap of faith to come here. What was the scariest part of that for you? Of deciding to pursue acting for real or coming to L.A.? <laughs> well, well, I say coming to LA because you decided to be an actress before you got to LA, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I was, yeah, I was lucky enough to have, like, the Orange is the New Black I had filmed already mm. uh, when I decided to come here. Like, that was all after that opportunity. And honestly, coming to LA, I still feel like New York is my home. So so I'm still exploring. I'm, I'm in the honeymoon phase of LA because I've been mm. here for less than three months. Oh, you um, fresh, I fresh. just Yeah, I just got here. Oh, um, but just, it didn't feel, it was a very instinctive decision because I was doing great in New York and you know, things, things were going amazing. I had it not only professionally, but like I had my friends there, like a good community mm. and things like that. And I just felt like, you know, I want to go check out the West coast and see what it's about. Um, and then the rest will, will follow up. That's a fact. How do you feel now that you're here? Um, I feel great. Yeah. I mean, coming was from the, the DR from the island, I think it was. Yeah. I mean, I don't know, honestly, to be like honest with you, I don't know if I see myself here on the long run, if I'm going to go back to New York, it's just work is going to dictate where I spend most of my time. That's mm. So I try to keep like uh, as little bags as possible wherever I go. So when I have to move, you know, I'm ready. Right. Yeah. yeah. Now, I mean, yeah, now that that sounds like it was a bit scary. Like even if I was in your shoes, just like you got everything set in New York, things are working on the acting tip. You know, I wouldn't understand like why leave to kind of start all over in the field that's working for you here. Yeah. So, I mean, how did you make that decision? 
I think it was the fact that uh, I'm lucky and, and blessed enough to have a good team of people who are bi-coastal. So mm. I feel like hadn't, you know, they been in my life, I wouldn't have made the decision because I know how important it is to have people who are pushing for you right. when you're new in this industry, you know? So I feel like that gave me the security to be like, okay, I'm going to go CLA. Um, so I, I think that the biggest challenge when I decided to be an actor was just to leave all that you think is like secure and comfortable to you, like, Listen. you know, and just, yeah, com a comfortable life to go hustle in New York, have a waitressing job. Like I've been a nanny, I've been a waitress, I've been a barista. Like I've honestly, I've just done all the side hustles that yeah. you have to do. In order to um, succeed at your dream. Yeah, succeed yeah. at your dream. Because you want to do things. Something that I always kept in mind and that I always tell people who want to pursue an artistic career is even when you have a side hustle, make sure that it's a flexible one because most of your time and your energy should be towards your goals right. creatively. Mm -hmm. You have to sacrifice sometimes going out or having nice clothes and things like that. Like, you know, take care of your bills and everything that you need. But... Make sure that most of your time is invested in that because that's what's gonna, uh, bear you know bring the fruit right. of of your, your labor. you know you have to plant the seeds and and that takes time like you have to go to your it, like in New York I did a lot of small plays and things like that you have to be able to go to your rehearsals you have to be able to like make the readings and I ever since I decided to be an actor I never made an excuse or a job was never. A reason to not make it to an audition mm. even if it was like the smallest audition for the smallest thing like it's just been my priority so you know that that's something that um i've always kept as a main focus and uh what was i saying <laughs> like i got lost no, in no, no. well that's good though because you were still leading into where you was going but yeah you know more i, I like what you were saying in regards to you know taking the time to pay attention to your dream you know what i'm saying like even with me when i was working the the nine to fives for 10 years you know my uh how do you say my my job was full-time but my dreams were part-time and that mm. kind of killed me but i still kept it alive so i still paid attention to it i still took the time out to go perform pass out cds pass out shows, whatever whatever i had to do yeah. you know what i'm saying yeah. so i understand that and you know what people sometimes i speak with like i had a conversation with a guy yesterday and he was telling me like you know, he's working this trucking job and he has all these grand goals for himself, but he's like blaming God. Like, uh, damn, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm a good man. I, I'm working this nine to five, saving my money, but why isn't my dreams coming through, coming true, coming true? You know, I'm like, and I told him, I'm like, well, what are you doing to make your dreams come true? He's like, oh, I'm working my nine to five, saving my money, this, that, the third. And I was like, okay, well, that's part of the process. You got to trust the process. Like every overnight success was a 10, 20 year process yeah and that's what people need to realize that you know when they say put the time in you got to realize that time is like it can be 20 years and mm -hmm. you really got to sacrifice yeah that amount of time exactly because you don't know mm -hmm. you don't know when uh when things are gonna start taking off but something that you said that's very important is like you, you got to start somewhere and this is how i see it you have to give god something to bless i heard that somewhere mm. you can't put all the weight on God because he gave you the power to create the life that you want for yourself. Right. And if you want him to bless something, you have to give him even whatever, like sending your resume to something like 
but send it and then he will bless your actions. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like he will follow through, mm -hmm. but you can't s sort of sit at home and expect for things to, to happen because you have good intentions and good feelings. Mm -hmm. You have to take action. And I know it's easier said than done. I, I really know that. And, and, yeah. and it's a tricky position, but I just want to, like if if there's something that I can let people know, it's like you have like you're worthy. If if you have the dream in your heart, you it's already evidence that it could happen. Right. You know, Th there's a reason why you have desires in your heart. And That's a bar. That's bars right there. She's <laughs> dropping jewels on you. I better listen. Yeah. yeah. And if you already have it there, you know, honor it. And mm -hmm. and we we get this life. You know, we don't know if we get other lives. Uh, after this one so time time is the most valuable asset you, you have that's a fact man so now now that you're like kind of in this uh dream you know career full time um you know how do you pr properly prepare to you know succeed in it you know like for example i mean you just came from a self-tape so i'm sure you're killing it like that but even preparing for a self-tape like what's your process you know to remember lines and executed accordingly to yeah. land the roles yeah uh learning lines memorizing you know the, the memory is a muscle so i feel like at this point because i've been doing it consistently for a while oh. that's kind of like one of the easier parts of it uh and if the writing is good it's even easier for you to learn lines because you're telling a story so what i try to do is i don't try to you know just, I mean, I obviously honor the writing and try to get it as it is on the page, but you're telling a story. So just, like, thinking about it in that way, like, mm -hmm. oh, I'm telling the story of the little kid that went and jumped on the pond or something. Instead of just going for the words directly, but following the story, that helps me memorize really fast. Right. And But the hardest thing is, I mean, honestly, for me, self-taping was so dreadful in the beginning. Because I would see my tapes and I would be like, Bad. You're your worst. You're your worst critic. So yeah, I this is that. bad. Like but, I wouldn't hire me. No. Yeah, <laughs> but I would say like you you gotta stay humble and always like if you feel like there's something that you want to work on and there's always something that you should want to make better mm -hmm. as a performer and as an artist, mm -hmm. just like reach out to people who are good teachers. Like I'm not afraid to keep taking classes because I this is a craft that I love and that I want to grow in. So what I did was I I got recommended to a teacher and my self-tape skills just got better, just about technical things. Cause you know, there's technical things about film and about theater. And sometimes it's not that you don't have the talent, but you have to sharpen your talent. You know what I mean? You have right. to keep working at it uh, till you, you know what you have and how to use your instruments. And that's something that I thought like, oh, if I'm not good at self-tape, then I'm not good. I'm just gonna do theater because I'm horrible <laughs> at film. No, you work at things and you get better. Mm -hmm. And just having that mentality and um, as soon as you get your scripts, like try to get on it and memorize right away. Like don't leave it for don't leave it for last minute because you know that sometimes will play against you. Mm -hmm. um, and what else do I feel like? Uh, I, I don't know. I feel like we're so. No, that's... I feel like there is a system to it, but it's you know it's it's happened gradually. Um, I'm trying to think about like the hardest thing. Well, well, speaking uh, of the hardest thing, I would like to what my, what I like to know because you said you like um, mastering your craft. You know, you got recommended to school and your self taping improved. So my question to you is, 
from since you're your own worst critic, what do you feel has improved from when you was taking self tapes before the class to after? Like what yeah. did, what what jewel did did you? And capture? this was just like it wasn't even a school. It was just like a four day class with a teacher. But mm-hmm. he has such an amazing uh, he had such an amazing technique to teach you. And it's just like getting rid of your bad habits. Uh, film acting. Like I said, it's very technical. So for me, I had bad habits. Like I would blink too much or <laughs> I would uh, do a lot of weird faces. And a camera is a magnifier of your expressions. Mm-hmm. So you need to kind of train your face and, and your body to, to know how to play for it. Because mm-hmm. I came from the theater where you have to, you can allow yourself to be bigger and use everything that you have. The camera was a different animal. So I just had to adjust myself to that. And mm-hmm. it was very like small tweaks and things like that but they made a huge difference yeah so now i feel like i have tools and just you know i can be playful like the biggest difference was not oh now i'm good at it it was simply well now i look forward to doing self-tapes because i'm enjoying it i'm enjoying the process that was the biggest difference mm. well that well that's a good thing you know i definitely uh learned from i watch me, I I, know, I haven't took the classes yet. I uh, I'm not opposed to it. You know what I'm saying. I just kind of learn from, I YouTube University. Yeah. You know, I watch other people's self tapes. I watch. I've been. That's wa- the best way to learn watching other people's self tapes. Right. You know, and plus I've been. I was one of those kids that was just like glued to the TV. So yeah. I always like idolize the great. So mm-hmm. I always like. And now that that I'm in this acting world. And I watch movies differently now. Like, I'm looking at, you know, how the actors are moving. You know, the slightest gesture. It could be, like, a hand raise or yeah. eyebrow raise. Even to the, the cuts of the scene, because I do video as well. Yeah. So, it's like, I'm studying the whole process. And to me, that's school. Like, even when I watch TV, it's, I'm schooling myself just to apply it to what I want to make better yeah. about me. You know what I'm saying? So, I think that's dope that you took just from a four-day class and it enhanced your skills to a level... That, yeah. you know, it's like, yeah, you have something with. to work with now, yeah, right. Okay, so tell me, how much of you do you put into you know your acting? As or do you kind of like, how can I say this? How do you kind of like try to become the character that they've written, or do you like kind of try to be yourself and then add to the character they've written? If that I makes think sense. it's a little bit of both for okay. me, um, and it's nothing like <laughs> mystical about it, it's just. Yeah. Because what a character for me is, is just somebody might sound different than I sound, Mm -hmm. you know, and they might wear the hair differently or different clothes. Mm -hmm. So I do think about all those things, even when I'm auditioning, like, especially when I'm auditioning, because that's what makes it fun for me. Like, I think, how does this person sound? Mm -hmm. Like, where do I place my voice for that? Like, is it deeper? Is it a little bit high? pitch you know yeah things like that and then you sort of get the rhythm of the person in the writing as well and then how does a person wear the hair and how does it what's a person wearing for work or like Mm. what's the style and that honestly will give those little things will give you a character right away like you see you know how you you're walking down the street and you see a person and you kind of like oh this is that type of person like oh there's a rocker or like you know things like that kind of judging by that cover exactly so i i try to do that with the characters and then um and then i just let whatever those physical things evoke in me i just let them come out and try not to touch that too much because i you know you want to be truthful and and also um trust that what i have is is unique and it's enough right okay Give me a top five favorite actors. 
Ooh, I like this question because I've been thinking about it. Because <laughs> <laughs> before it's like, um, Javier Bardem. Okay. He's, uh, he's just legendary. Penelope Cruz. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marion Cotillard, uh, French actress. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kate Blanchett. Uh, she's like the ideal actor for me because she fluctuates from theater and film. Mm-hmm. Like she does both in the same amount of like like the same amount like yeah, she does yeah, a lot yeah. of theater she does a lot of film and I don't know how she does it um, which is something that I want to do and uh, I mean Meryl's just like oh, amazing mm-hmm. and I for like newcomers I am obsessed with Timothy Chalamet okay he is so talented I'm like yeah have you seen Call Me By Your Name? no oh my god you have to watch is it is that on Netflix? I don't think it's on Netflix. You might be able to like rent it or something online. I'm pretty sure okay. on one of the platforms. But All right. it's I'll wait so till it's on Netflix. Good. Yeah. No, okay. <laughs> it might not get there. You know, no, like I'll those check it out. Call me by my name. Call, call me, me by, by your name. Actually, you know what? I, I I do remember seeing that title. I think I saw it on Netflix, but I double check. But I I look for it. Yeah. I'll look for it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's, but yeah, Timothy Chalamet. I love. He's he's yeah young, talented. That's what's up. If there, so if there was any career you would want to not emulate, but more so, I guess have you know this success wise, you know, with the accolades that they build as an actress, who would it be? I think Kate Blanchett. Yeah. I think Kate Blanchett, but the only thing that like doesn't allow me to say that fully, I guess, is that I know that her path and my path extremely different because I'm an actor of color I'm Latina Mm -hmm. and you know but I just I I love that she prioritizes both theater and film Mm -hmm. because they're both very time consuming especially theater you rehearse for like four or five weeks and then you have performances for a couple months and she seems to be doing both uh successfully like she has her own theater company and, and things like that um, so she would be the one that I'm like, if I could choose a career and be it like someone would be hers. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. What's the five year goal for you? Five year goal? Mm-hmm. Oh my God. That question. I don't like that much. Why? Because uh, I feel like I, you just don't have that much control. Um, I just want to I keep... mean, you could plan properly and then yeah. execute accordingly. I mean, something that, that starts happening when you're like mid twenties is just the thought of family so that's something that's been on my mind, but that's something that'll happen when it needs to happen, you know. So like you, you want a family, like a husband, a kid. I house. would have, I would have had a kid yesterday if I could. Like I would have had a kid already, but um, don't you rush. Know, I won't. I won't. That's okay. why I probably don't have one. Um, and yeah, but that's something that will come. But hopefully, in the next five years, you know, my next interview in five years here, maybe I'll have a little kid. Is there a significant <laughs> other in your life? No. 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 Well, you got to start with that first. <laughs> uh, exactly. Yeah, it's just one of those things that you can't you can't plan out, and then it'll happen when it needs to happen. Do you find it difficult to be in a relationship and in this business at the same time, mm-hmm. with someone who's, let's say, for example, your future significant other wasn't in the business? Do you think that would be difficult? Not at all. Not at all. I think there's good things to both. Like if he's in the industry, he will understand me more from that perspective. But if he's not, then we have, you know, two different worlds to learn from each other. And Mm -hmm. sometimes, you know, that has a positive impact. Um, Yeah. 
That's how I see him. Okay. So the five-year goal, you definitely want to have a family involved, significant other God children. God willing, you know, God if that's willing. in the plans. But if not, I'm, you know, it'll happen when it needs to happen. Um, and uh, just keep doing what I'm doing now, which is like trying to do, you know, mm. the best that I can and, and taking advantage of the opportunities that are being offered. Gotcha. Do you see yourself, you know, stepping behind the camera? I do. I do. And I don't know in which form yet. Mm. I think directing. I think I, I have the the <clears throat> the fire in me to direct. Um, That's that Dominican in you, baby. Yeah, yeah. Like we are we are workers, man. Yes, <laughs> um, I would love to direct at some point. Mm -hmm. And and I I'm very conscious of the power that you have as a producer as well because you you can have a say more on the stories that you want to share. So maybe that, that'll be in the cards as well. Yeah, no, I definitely uh, took the the writing aspect of things, started writing a script myself. So right. yeah, yeah. Yes. it's hard though, man. I'm on, I'm on page 100, but that shit took like a year. That's it, but the, yeah, that's a good amount. Yeah, I know. Sometimes it does take a while. But yeah, and I had to send it to different producers to help me like revise it and kind yeah. of get it right. And you know, watch other films to kind of like get some ideas from here, ideas from here to incorporate it to my uh, specific story. Get some yep. water if you want some. Thank you. Yeah. So um, <laughs> it's crazy. Like sometimes I interview people and um, they're like, "No, nah, I'm good." I'm like, "Yo, listen, twenty minutes to in, rank your you're water. gonna be choking. <laughs> your mouth's gonna be dry." Yeah. So, nah, I mean, but I'm glad I got that for you. But um, but no, that's good that you at least taken got that uh window open. That yeah, I might want to do this not right now, but you're not closing it off so oh, no, want to no. be a director mm -hmm. so that's cool so what's your favorite dominican dish ah platano maduro uh in any form fried or boiled but okay but like a proper dish like mango uh i feel like it's locrio de pollo mm. uh just like locrio de pollo with like sweet like fried sweet plantains and like a good salad of um cabbage like repollo. oh my god <laughs> okay, I'm gonna hopefully I'll I'll get to go home soon. Damn, Lee, you eating like that? Where the hell does it go? Shit, I think about food. I gain like five genetics. Times. <laughs> <laughs> I I try to work out, you know, and and just keep strong and 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 healthy and makes me feel good. But it's just genetics. Like my dad used to be like stick skinny when he was my age too, and mm. yeah. Do you cook? I do. You do? I do. Oh, I had to learn in New York. Hell you know, yeah. You got to save the bucks because like eating out is a lot. <laughs> yeah, it's expensive, man. Yeah. That's cool, man. Well, shit, I mean, it sounds like your, your, your future boyfriend, you know, got a lot in store for him. You could, you could cook, you could act. You he better so you... cook for me. That's all oh, I'm saying. Yeah. That's, if you don't cook, no, we can't date. <laughs> That's a fact. That's a fact. <laughs> well, I wish you much success, man. I hope everything works out. You know, I'll be looking forward to seeing you in the up and coming season of The Purge and all the films you got coming up. And uh, hopefully we could do some work together. I mean, we yes. did today, which is great. Yes. You know, thank so. you. Yeah, thank you for having me. Let the people know where they can follow you and check up on you. So. Um, so I'm on Instagram, Marianne Tejada, and I'm on Twitter, Marianne Tejada, as well. So you guys can keep up uh, through social media. There it is. Well, thank you for tuning in to another episode of Sleep is for Billionaires, the podcast. I am your host, Johnny Vegas. Marianne, say it one more time. Marianne Tejada. There it is. <laughs> thank you for coming. I thank appreciate you. you. Thanks thank for you having for me. This. You definitely are. Uh, contributing to my dream today and you don't really know me like that but i appreciate you for I'm coming through today i'm happy to be here thanks for having me no doubt man from one dominican to another yes I love it. representing stay tuned for more <laughs> episodes to come thank you for watching
Bang! And there, there we go. go. Mm -mm -mm. Oh, so that was fun. And I